0: church that really believes in the grace of god that the grace of god is sufficient that there's a ordinary grace for ordinary situations extraordinary grace so i believe the grace of god is sufficient for eric and his family as they make transitions for our church and uh this is gabe and this is charlie they're going to tell their story so um would you welcome gabriel and charlie Gabriel comes from uh, Bristol, Tennessee. So, Gabe, tell us a little bit about
1: your family growing up. Uh, My family growing up, I was raised Southern Baptist. um, Strict. (laughs) (laughs) Strict. Um, You know, but I always felt like I had to be perfect and um, always seemed like I was failing constantly. Um, You know, I was always... I, what I believed and what I was taught might be a little bit different, but uh, what I believed was, you know, even the slightest slip uh, or anything, even like five, six years old, that I was going to hell. Um, yeah. That's the impression I got from my church. I don't know if that's the way it was, but that's how I felt.
0: Yeah. Internalized a lot of pressure then to yeah. kind of be perfect and do, mm-hmm. it, do it right. So what happened growing up and, like, into your adolescence?
1: So... You know, I tried to be perfect for so long, and I think after constantly failing that, I quit trying. Um, Probably around 13 years old, uh, I really quit trying to make anybody else happy, including myself. I wasn't happy. I was always nervous. And, you know, when I found something that would take that away, uh, it changed my life for the worse.
0: Tell us about how bad it got, Gabe, in that journey. Uh,
1: it got to the point where I was living on the streets. I was either in jail, locked I was either locked up on the streets. Um, and I'm not, you know, I wasn't necessarily homeless because I had it somewhere that I could always go, but acting the way I was doing and uh, doing the things I was doing, I was not allowed to be anywhere near my okay. family or my house. Okay.
0: And there was an addiction in your life then, too? Yes. Tell us about the addiction.
1: Um, I... You know, the first thing i ever done was alcohol, and, you know, it it took everything away. I don't know that alcohol or drugs ever made me happy, but it made me forget that I was unhappy. Um, I don't know how to explain it, uh, but I couldn't get enough of anything. Um, when I was about 17, I started using, uh, methamphetamine every day, and it turned me, it made me evil. I destroyed everybody's life that was in my path. Um, You know, my mom and my grandma are angels and (laughs) would give me anything. And still, you know, to this day, I don't know why, but uh, they still love me. And, (laughs) you know, it's hard for me to get over some of the things that I've done to my family.
0: Yeah. You experience the unconditional love of God through them. Yeah. Tell us about the journey out now. How did you get free?
1: So, the journey out has been a long journey. Um, <laughs> so, I, I, I don't know. First time I went into rehab, I was 18. I'm 29 now. Um, I've been in, I don't know, 25, 30. I've been in six since I've been in Maryland, just in three years. Um, but April of last year, I, uh, I was laying in my apartment. Um, dying, throwing up I just had surgery and removing my teeth. Um, Mm. And, you know, it had gotten to the point where I was ready to die. You Mm. know, I'd been at that point before, but I wasn't able, you know, I wasn't doing anything about it. Mm. Um, You know, I had a lot of people step into my life and, you know, kind of wake me up. And, you know, uh, I don't have any relatives up here but these people are my family It's <laughs> um, awesome so you know I, I was given the option to either get help or you know just done and yeah. I chose to get help I moved into a sober house April 17th last year and now I manage that sober house mm-hmm. and I'm allowed That's to awesome. help people that you know are in the were in the same position that I was in
0: so what does this guy mean beside you?
1: Everything. <laughs> um, you know, I I come to the Frederick Rescue Mission in 2015, and you know we had a little mishap, and you know I had to go back home. I didn't. I wanted to. Like I I spent 10 months at the rescue mission trying to figure out how I was going to get back home. Um, didn't want to be there. Didn't want to have anything to do with the people there. And I went back home and figured like woke up real quick and figured out how bad uh, it is for me to be in Tennessee. So, the same person that uh, kinda ended it up here the first time, bought (laughs) me a bus ticket and got me back up here. And, um, you know, I've relapsed since I graduated the Frederick Rescue Mission, but, you know, I've learned so much. Mm. Uh, About myself and about God, the perception of God I have now is a whole lot different than what I grew up as. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's just it's amazing uh, how you can move so far away, and immediately you have all these people that love you, and care about what you're doing and uh, how you are.
0: He's a pursuing, persevering God who loves you, Charlie. What has gave me to you?
2: Well, easy. easy. <laughs> In the last three years, when I first met Gabriel, he wouldn't, he wouldn't do anything, but when I took him out to lunch, he, he'd grunt at me, he wouldn't give me any conversation. Um, I often wondered if he ever was uh, going to finally open up and kind of break his own shell there a little bit. Hmm. Uh, that did happen. A lot of perseverance. <laughs> in spite of us, I guess, <laughs> we've, had our, we've had our differences. Gabriel uh, is part of our family, very much part of our family, my, my children at work. This is his work family and his friends are here. Uh, people look, very much look up to him. He's, uh, his energies are incredible. He's a great worker and, and uh, has a lot of responsibility. He does work with us. Um, mm-hmm. I'm really proud of Gabriel. I'm proud of his, his accomplishments I'm proud of what he's doing, what he's going to do. Gabriel goes to a meeting, cha- uh, Change Life Recovery, almost every night and speaks. So he's really an advocate for uh, what he's dealing with. He's not just talking about it, He's out there doing it yes. and giving back to the people. Yeah. And uh, that makes me really proud. Um, we talk, if I don't see him, we talk on the phone almost every day. He's like a son, hmm. and we've accepted him in our family. Yes. And we all, I think I speak for everybody at work or... At home, we love him very much.
0: Can the church give a little glory, praise, and glory to God for his Mm -hmm. deliverance? Thank you, David. Awesome. Thank you. you.